Catherine Matahi from Nobro, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to a new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your beloved host, the one and only, only Sunny. I can't even talk today because I've been uh, doped up on so much coffee. And today I have the honor of speaking with the exceptionally talented NAR Shredder, Catherine McCarthy. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Now, Catherine, this is an exciting month here for you and the rest of the girls over at Nobro with the drop of your latest EP, Live Your Truth shred some gnar which is set to release on february 23rd via dine alone records now let me begin by congratulating you on all the well-deserved recognition this has been getting so far especially with those singles that drop bye bye baby better each day julia shout out to the other notable outlets like sirius xm punktastic kerrang brooklyn vegan just to name a few who've been praising your work there's just so much to unravel about this unique album and who you're all about but Let's exhale here. I know you're like, you're just like getting, we're just itching to get started here. We talked, we had like a pre-interview for everyone who doesn't know. Uh, before we get to all that, I think this is a good question to kick things off by asking, how are you? Considering how we're all just kind of collectively, you know, coming back into the normality here in the States again, after two years, at least, and even up in Canada. I mean, what's life like in Montreal in 2002 for Catherine? <laughs> oh my god well i have a lot of time on my hands everything got shut down here again so oh man no music no work but uh i've rediscovered playing hockey so as dude, a dude i'm uh, so so i don't mean to interrupt you but i'm i'm the biggest like dallas stars fan so sorry uh, all the love to your halves I, I have no hate on the halves all right you guys actually beat us a couple of weeks ago if i'm not mistaken so i'm a huge hockey fan so go ahead so yeah. you're talking to the right person <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, I don't know. I just said uh, there's outdoor public rinks just in the community. So you just go out there every morning and just kind of pick up where I left out. I haven't played since I was in university. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a second, but it's been really fun rediscovering my passion for hockey. And that's about it. That's kind of it. Just waiting up <laughs> the winter. But, you know, one of the things that I, I talk about this with my older brother a lot, because we, uh, I mean, I got him into hockey. Like I'm I've been a Stars fan for 20 plus years, but hockey is one of the sports that I wish I could, I could have started back then. And now it's like, I don't know, can I go back into, I can't even ice skate for the life of me. I tried ice skating <laughs> this past holidays and I'm just like slipping and these like uh, six, seven year olds just, just staring at me like while they're skiing, like, sir, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Just look at the other way. <laughs> I can't. You even... have to, <laughs> I yeah. but you have I to got... start somewhere. You have that, to that, start somewhere. That's true. All the love to any hockey fans out there. And I love that you're doing that, you know? Um, now I'm going to switch gears here, uh, Catherine, <laughs> because I'm going to quote you here. All right. Let's I'm, I'm gonna start <laughs> it this way because this is important. I wanted to be in the most kick-ass all-female band ever. Now, having said that, let's wind the clock back. All right. Let's go back okay. to 2014, maybe even before that. Because okay. for fans and listeners who may not know, uh, no, bro, you know, the inception started in Montreal. But if you could just briefly talk about that defining moment in your life that led to the beginning of no, bro, with you, uh, Caroline, Lysander, and, and Sarah into what it is today, because you've been on quite the journey, Catherine. Like, how did you four come together in the end to realize that this is what you wanted to do with your life? At the same time, I feel like everything kind of just went by in a blink as well, right? yeah I mean it's kind of it's just interesting it's just 
our paths kind of crossed simultaneously and we all had the same idea about what kind of music we wanted to make and we all really get along and we all have like share the same values and so it just it was just like in a way just felt like kismet you know that we all met each other because mm-hmm. I mean the band didn't start off we didn't have like a fairy tale beginning you know there was other members that came and, and left and then we just kept pushing on like we found Sarah the the drummer who's who's currently the drummer now too and yeah and then when Mariana the original guitar player took off we just kept going. We brought Lazond in and then Lazond knew Carolyn and then Carolyn came in and then that's just kind of how it came together. And then, yeah, it was just, I don't know. It just felt like it was something that was in our fate. Our fate was sealed. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fate sealed, you know, uh, with everything that's been going on lately, you know, obviously life as of late, right? Where many of us are finally getting uh, beginning to return to the stage and fans and musicians alike. But you guys have also just finished up this exciting touring cycle alongside Tokyo Police Club at the end of last year. I mean, I know returning to the stage is is one thing, Catherine, but after almost almost two years, are you still feeling the after effects of that tour? Because I can't imagine like you're itching to go back out again, right? Well, it's so funny. We're just having so much downtime and, and not touring because we left on such a high note in, in, in January 2020. Like our last show was we were on tour with the distillers and Alexis on fire yeah and I re- I distinctly remember you know because we're we're all grinding it out in Montreal like I'm a bartender and I I work like yeah four days a week five days a week and just that last show getting off stage and just off of that crazy run being like I just remember walking off stage being like it's gonna be all right I think things are really gonna turn around for us <laughs> and then the pandemic happened and uh yeah really it really sank the music industry as a whole. And I, I feel like the last two years, it's just, you, you forget what it's like playing uh, live music. You forget what it's like to be on the road and you forget all these things. And then that last, uh, the last November when we we're out with Tokyo's, Tokyo Police Club, it was just like, yeah, it was amazing to just have little sparks of it a- again in your life. And then it all just kind of go away again, but. It was it was nice when it happened as as it was happening. Yeah, and it's you know making the best of this situation has kind of been the commonality for the last two years, right? I mean, I I hope I don't end up saying three years. I hope I don't end up saying four years because time is flying by yeah. fast. It feels like oh I age. It feels like I age two years in a week almost. And yeah, I, we mentioned 2014, right? And and you have been at this. Feels like you've been at this for a while. I wanted yeah. to stay on that. I wanted to stay on that subject of the touring life because you mentioned, you know. Tokyo Police Club, Alexis on Fire, and the, the, the Distillers. You had that spring tour coming up with Billy Talent. And considering yeah. that, that that tour that you just completed, would you say that you kind of have a, I don't know, a newfound appreciation of the live concert experience now than you did, I don't know, last year or even the year before? Oh, my God, yeah. I, I didn't, I, I mean, I just didn't realize how fragile everything really is and how hmm. vulnerable everything is until you're placed in a situation, like a world, the entire world is placed in a situation where we just can't function on that level anymore. And, and, you know, I, I don't take it for granted anymore. I, I don't take it for granted. It's very special if we can play shows and have live music and entertainment. So yeah, I have a newfound appreciation for sure. Yeah. Every time I'm like, uh, so I'm actually going to a show tonight and it's one of the, one of the venues that are still running here in Dallas I mean, there's still, I mean, 
I mean, there's still tours being canceled, uh, canceled, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, but you know, it's just like going to that show tonight. It, I'm, I always take it all in now because looking back, I mean, I've even lost friends along the way. I don't know about you, but it's like within the last two years, it's kind of just the little things that stood out. It's like, man, I wish I didn't, who cares about that little thing that was in between me and this yeah. person, you know, and yeah. a lot of people have shown their true colors unfortunately in the last two years and it's changed I'd, i i remember the fir- like the first couple months of the pandemic if i may i don't know what about you but i was actually okay i was like oh this is cool i can actually catch up on all the shit that i didn't touch and then once we enter june of 2020 then july is like okay okay now i i gotta be productive something needs to happen you know <laughs> yeah. and uh and now here we are later but it's it's great to see you doing what you do and and all the love to the bartenders. You know, I have friends who are bartenders as well. They've been impacted by this. So I love that you're doing yeah. that. And I do want to get your take on this, however, you know, considering all the shutdowns and lockdowns, we kind of mentioned, I asked a lot of musicians this, especially with them these last two years. And you've seen it, the live streaming, right? A lot of the bands, what they've been doing on stage, they're taking to the screen. Obviously these interviews would be in person, but I've been doing yeah. nothing but Zoom interviews for the past like two years. So that's like, it's crazy. It's like in my bloodline now. But yeah, I, do you think what we all saw, you know, during that rise of the quarantine induced live streaming, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward through your perspective? Or has it already been affected? Like, do you see bands still doing like a live streaming as like a normality once we enter like towards the end of this year or even in the future? I think it really benefited some uh, artists, like especially solo musicians, people who are yeah. capable of just doing acoustic sets and things like that. I think for bands like us that really need to play like loud. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm thinking like on my, on my cell phone, it's like, okay. Yeah. Now with like the punk rock, I'm, I'm all that distortion. It's like, okay. Yeah. I see exactly. I didn't even think about that now until you mentioned it. Did you guys yeah. even think about doing something like that? Like uh, we, we tried, of- we tried once, I think it was for, it was for, it was a pain gig and they were like, you guys just want to like do a set and we're going to, it'll be like a live stream of all these other bands and we did it, but we're all so bad at internet. Like we're bad at the internet. <laughs> just, I'm old fashioned Catherine. So don't, don't even, don't even worry about it. Yeah. I totally understand. Was it, was it, was it weird? Was it weird? Like just uh, like in front of the camera and just like, all right, so what do we do? All right, let's play. Oh, wait, people are watching us. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It was so much more work for such little return. You know what I mean? It's like the, the, the output that you have to put out versus the input that you get. It was just, it wasn't. Uh, I'm not great at math, but it wasn't. Uh, uh, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, <laughs> but because it's really cool. Okay, so moshing in your own room, right? That's cool. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, I did that. That's good. But it's like, how much? Like, what after that, right? I I kind of feel like you hit a barrier once. Okay, we did the live streaming. How much more creative can you get? Because yeah. I feel like the thing that makes no bro no bro is the live energy, the live presence that you exhibit on stage. You feed the energy from the crowd, and it's different as opposed to being behind a camera. And I'm here in my room or whatever fan is listening out there. You know, it's it's little things like that. And then there's mental health. I don't know if that actually came up as a discussion because I have friends personally who would text me and be like, hey, Sonny, did you check out this live stream from August Burns Red, for example? And they've never been to an August Burns Red show in person because they purposely yeah. don't go to shows because of the social anxiety of being around large crowds. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Like that was that was one thing that really 
that was a very important topic that that came up also. I thought that was very important because a lot of people were able to access it, you know, that they wouldn't normally do if there wasn't a pandemic. That makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, for so, sure. So mental yeah. health was a div. Yeah, go ahead. No, it, I mean, it, it just it really did bring uh, like a uh, thing. It brought the venues into people's living rooms and bedrooms, which I think is really interesting, you know? Yeah, like, it's like a lifetime saying, ago now. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I know. I know. I'm going through my like Facebook memories sometimes. And they're like, the stuff that I posted in like February of 2020, like, oh my God, Sonny, you did not see what was coming. (laughs) You know, it's just like, (laughs) and then we heard, we heard a little bits and tidbits about what was happening overseas and man, it's crazy, but here we are talking about what we love doing now. (laughs) uh, Speaking about talking about what you love doing, let's get to that new EP. We talked about everything except the new music. Live Your Truth, Shred Some Gnar. This drops February 23rd on Dine Alone Records. Now, I want to mention something here, Catherine, because this is not your first rodeo. Because before we get into the core of this new EP, this is the follow-up to your 2020 EP, Sick Hustle. Where, yeah. and I, I went back and heard that, all right? I went back and heard that. Top to bottom, I felt like it was almost like the perfect setup to Live Your Truth. Because Sick Hustle... There's a song on there for, again, for listeners out there called Don't Die, which that music video, (laughs) that music video amassed numerous accolades, like best short animation uh, at Monster Flicks, best music video at Hollywood Horror, uh, best horror music video for a horror bowl movie awards. I mean, the list goes on. But of course, you have these other songs, you know, uh, Till I Get It All, Don't Want to Talk About It, that catchy as hell Mariana track. Holy shit. I mean. I kind of want to round it out to this question here. I know I'm building this up for you, right? You, I feel like you're like, all right, what's coming? What's coming? Was there any such thing as pressure, Catherine, for you and the girls when you decided to sit down and write again for a new album or even just a follow-up, considering you kind of passed that debut, right? And here you are in that sophomore slump er- era that we so often hear. Pressure, like, did you resonate with that? Or did you, or was this kind of like, you know what, fuck it. We're going to do what we're going to do. Loaded question. <laughs> no, there wasn't. There wasn't. It's so funny. We're just. It, I always feel like our band. We're just kind of falling down the stairs together to some happy, <laughs> happy coincidence or accident. Right. And uh, that's kind of how it is with us in writing music. Like sometimes the songs just happen in like a matter of minutes, and then we just kind of roll with it. And then in the in the studio, we just have a lot of fun kind of branching out and seeing if we can try different things and and really like in the studio or when we're writing songs, there is no, like, I I mean, I have a lot of, I feel like of course there's pressure to write the best material we can write, but that's 50%. And then the other 50% is like us having a really good time making the music. And I think those combined is a, yeah, when we're in the studio and, and playing the songs and, and, and getting everything down on the tracks, it's just like, it's just so much fun. It's just so much fun. And the environment is always so chill. And we're always trying to push each other like as hard as we can. So yeah, I don't know. I yeah. guess there's no pressure. That, that's good. That, and that's an answer. You know, I, I, I mean, for me, um, so I, I, like I said, I come from a family of musicians, you know, my, both of my brothers play like every instrument. I play the violin and the bass, you know, when we make music, yeah. that's, I mean, I feel pressure. I think some pressure is good. And if you don't feel pressured, that's fine too, because it shows that you really have dedication to your craft. Now from yeah. songs like 
better each day to eat, slay, chardonnay, to bye bye baby, to yeah. life is a voyage. Which that was actually my favorite track, life is a voyage. <laughs> oh my gosh, now, yeah, okay. now I love the intro because it just felt so authentic, kind of just that <laughs> raw emotion that I, <laughs> that raw emotion that I felt. This is quite the follow up. Streams, <laughs> dude, dude. So. <laughs> yeah, so I had I had my I actually had my first experience not too long ago with that. So now there's a now this is quite the follow up too because there's a reason I mentioned why the other music outlets are saying what they're saying. I don't know if you've gotten this before because as I'm listening to this EP, I, I heard it over and over. The one thing that came to mind was I don't know why, but maybe I do. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I felt like. Uh, any song on this you could plug into that game and it would serve as like the perfect background music i don't know if you played that game in the 90s i grew up playing that game but with the 90s and like the punk and rock sounds the distorted guitars they had such a nice overlay and and all this i mean the riffs and the keyboards and the bongo solos to the drums i want to give like an applause to your bandmates like caroline and and uh lissandra i'm not butchering her name and sarah <laughs> Because they all yeah. shine here. And then your vocals, I felt like I had all the motivation I needed to get through the day when I heard your voice, right? It's like, get up at it, like, get, like do shit, get get shit done. I'm like, because <laughs> like I said, that raw emotion that I felt within these songs. And I felt like if you could play this EP in the 80s, uh, No Bro would fit right in. Something about all this feels traditional. I know I'm going off like uh, listing all this oh, stuff. Oh God, go! But it, but here's the thing: like something about all this feels traditional, and at the same time, um, and that was one of my biggest takeaways from this record. You know, the feeling of being resilient and tough, but I felt good at the end, and it gave rock and roll to me like a breath of fresh air. And I, if I, again. Uh, if anyone is not tuning to the video, Catherine's like really getting adjusted now as I'm setting this up. I was, I'm getting comfortable. She's like getting comfortable just making sure she, because now I'm setting this up all over, all, all up for her. But everything that I just said, right? I kind of just reviewed it up for you in a summary right there. But, you know, walk me through this, Catherine. How much did things change from when you first started composing on this album to where you ended up finishing it? Did a lot change? Did nothing change? Did you guys have a specific sound in mind from the start with this album? Uh, I'm going to mute no. myself. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Uh, I don't think it's so funny. Like like I said, when, when we went into to make the music, I, there was no real specific intention behind it. We just knew we wanted it fast and loud and aggressive yeah. sounding. Check, check, you check. Know? Check, check, check. And a lot of it was just like, the, I think the energy that you feel is just like them. We did it also uh, a lot of the tracks, the bed tracks that were on, on the album were live off the floor. So we had the energy of all of us playing at the same time. So that was actually a little bit of magic sprinkled in there. That was kind of, kind of different from the, from the first one. Everyone and, loves magic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, like just Sarah, Lausanne and, and Caro are just such amazing musicians and they're such great players. And like, like we had the demos whatever laid out but like it really like the songs really take their shape and have their attitude and their their kind of like core essence like when the songs are being played and recorded just because of how like like how good they all are and how like how assertive and aggressive they play <laughs> like yeah um, um lasana if she's listening i'm so sorry i i mispronounced your name uh so uh, thank you Catherine, for correcting me but but now i gotta ask this now depend 
uh, I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said. Can this EP or even the previous EP, can these two EPs, I don't know what you cannot say, can it serve as a sneak peek on what's to come in the near future for Nobro as far as like a full length album is considered? Or are we just barely scratching yeah. the surface here? I'm curious. Oh about my God. That. We're yeah, we need to do a full length. That's that's kind of in the in the works for us this year. Uh, right now, we're just kind of like workshopping songs and putting together demos. And but this time, this time, we really want to have more of a plan. <laughs> so, because album, like a full length album, there's a lot of ebb yeah. and there's a lot of flow and there's a lot of different elements you need to weave into like into the songs to make a really cohesive um body of work and that's something that we're really interested in i i feel like those the other two eps are amazing but there was no like what what is this we just i think you guys are on a roll here i I mean as i'm hearing these eps it's like it's like i was even like searching it's like okay where's the full length are they they i mean i i'm excited for the full length. you know that's just a fan in me but you know, you got you have a lot of writing on this, uh, you know, whatever you have coming up in the future, because I really hear the connection, uh, the chemistry between the four of you, you know, on, on this album. I mean, it was just I hope you guys keep continuing on this path because the sound itself also, Captain, was a big part of this record that I really loved. I'm an audiophile these days. I'm very picky mm-hmm. on how I want my music to sound, the way I want it to sound. It had that yeah. dirty punk sound mix from back in the day and as if you didn't set the bar high already this was produced by thomas darcy who's known for his yeah. work with july uh talk the sheepdogs yukon blonde mixed by two-time grammy award-winning engineer dave schiffman he's known for his work yeah. with freaking adele vampire weekend talk about these two for a second because I'm, I'm sure there was that sense of comfortability in the studio <laughs> for you knowing that you had someone like thomas and dave working on this record with you right so yeah, I mean, we need I to do some, like... we, 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 we may need some shrooms here soon. I'm just <laughs> Tom, Tom, he, Tom, and I and the band we were introduced to him uh, in 2019 for our first EP. Okay, and it was the first. It was the first time, at least, because the other girls they play in. Uh, they're like they're session musicians, and they also have other projects, so they're more used to recording right. professionally than I am. This was the first time that I was like in a, in a professional setting like Tom's and working with a producer who really went in and started like shaping the songs with us. And uh, I think like Tom and I had a bit of friction like at the beginning to the point where when we, we got into an argument about which songs are going to be on the EP. And he told me I was being irrational and I was so drunk and I was so mad at him that when he was going to the bathroom I actually kicked down the door to the oh bathroom God. and I got in his face and I was like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about like fuck you man anyways and then I I ran I ran back to the Airbnb crying <laughs> anyways turns out he was right he was right about the songs that made him on the first EP hey not, nothing so- nothing but love to Thomas right <laughs> <laughs> but he also, you know, he also put like the first EP also pushed us so hard. Like there'd be some vocal takes where it'd be like again, 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 again. And I, I got to the point where I was just like so exhausted. I, I couldn't sing, but he kept pushing us. And like, even with Sarah and her drumming, he would just get take after take after take after take. And she would just be covered in sweat. Like looking like she just put to like 
fall over and die. But I mean, he really, he really got the best out of us. Uh, and we were able to pull off that, that first EP in a matter of like five days. Like we went in and recorded it so wow. fast. Yeah. And so like, he is awesome. We love him so much. And I've come to appreciate him as like, uh, like a mentor, as like a friend. He's just such a great person to have in your court. And so, yeah, walking into the second EP, all of our yeah, yeah's were kind of gone. We were already... The tears have been shed. The fights have been over. Yeah. And so we just had a lot of fun, again, working. And then getting introduced to Dave, which has been uh, great. He, we've actually started, you know, workshopping some songs with him for our, for our full length. So. Man, uh, see, that's yeah. exciting stuff. And I, I feel like uh, a lot of that has to do with the growth and maturity that you're actually, you're growing with your producers. That's the cool thing about this. You're learning a lot <laughs> yeah. more about each other, kicking the doors down yeah. and, and cussing each other out. That's, I, I oh feel like, that, I feel like that comes <laughs> with the territory again. I mean, it, it all the love to Thomas. I'm sure it's, it's, just like, it's like, remember that time when that happened? Did you really kick oh, the door down? <laughs> it's, that, that's I all right. I, I, I like that I was, was that a tough door to kick down? I wonder now if you look back on it, it's like, how did I kick that door down? You know when you're so drunk that you have like superhuman yes. strength? I think it was that kind of a situation. Oh man. And then if you want to um, add the shrooms on top of that, that's like, you know, like <laughs> super we're we're pretty much a superhero at that point. Now yeah. uh, you know, between writing and then structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about, keep all this in mind as I'm asking this, because the lyricism throughout live your truth shred some gnar it follows that to me i feel like it follows that punk attitude it, it was very anthemic you know you had a song like bye bye baby right it stems from caroline having that worst breakup of her life and you were an influence to that and then you have a song like better each day which the first words are freaking i spent my whole life running away you know and so i began to think about the tangibles of a theme to this album like is there one Catherine was that ever a component to No Bro's songwriting on this EP in particular was that everything I think it's just their spirit that we have you know we're just kind of we're all very much the same like we're aligned in in certain ways like we're all just musicians living in Montreal trying to make it work like you know what I mean? We all just as punk rock as you can get. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of like party too much at one point. Like we're trying to take ourselves seriously as a band, and it's just—I don't know. It's just—it's—it's it's a reflection of our lives. It's a, a reflection of our of our general attitude towards life. Like we yeah. have a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, we love shredding. It's just something that we all love to do. And so I, I don't know. I just feel like the the theme of our music is just it's just kind of like our our just life. Who you are, yeah. Yeah. Not really like a because you know there's a lot of bands out there they don't really care about themes, right? They just do like ten songs in the studio and that's it. But I felt like yeah. you guys you guys really like fed off of each other and really, um, really put that creativity and that effort into this outlet. It's nice to see like you were able to transition all that energy into something like this, you know, transition again kicking that door down into this into this into this like storyline where it's like i'm seeing the result on the other other side i I love it you know and from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in Catherine, which we have discussed about 
you know, performing for as long as you have and the people you have met and worked with during these records, this pandemic for crying out loud and the touring, the fans, your relationship with your bandmates. It sounds like you still have much left to put out there with no bros artistic vision and yours. I mean, I hope you girls keep growing from here. It's almost like a proud moment for me because uh, you're doing exactly what you set out to do from the start. And now you're seeing results, you know, have your aspirations as a musician, Catherine, or hell, just a human being, have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry? Like, do you see things differently today? We need a beer. Do I think it's different? I think so. I mean, I didn't, it's funny, like when you, when you start anything, like when you really believe that you can make something happen, you need to have like blind faith that it's, it's possible. Even if you're like yeah. writing oh, yeah. shitty songs, or if you can't like play your instrument, you, you have to believe it's possible. And I feel like that was kind of the spark at the beginning was like, is this possible? Yes, it is. And now it's like, you know, the door has been kind of cracked open a little bit and we're just kind of like sneaking around the corner to see what's on the other side. And so I, I just feel like we don't really, we don't know anymore what to expect. And all of this, everything that's happened to us, it's, it's been like an incredible journey. And and all, honestly, like, I didn't even expect it to go this far. <laughs> Sometimes that's a good thing. You know, it's kind of like you kind of just set your expectations and and here you are, you know, and, and you're working with one of my favorite publicists, Amy, and she's taking, and that's who you want representing your band. So shout out to Amy for just, you know, being a part of this journey, but go ahead. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but. If oh you my God, to... no, no, I think, that, I think that's it. I, is, can I imagine it differently? It's, has it changed? I, I mean, I don't, it's weird to like getting older when you're going through something like this, Yeah. when you're playing in a band and, and you change as a person and you grow and you and you have like time and experience and perspective all behind you and so like it 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 seeps into how you feel and your your feelings about yourself change and i think that's the most interesting part is that you know you're always going to be changing and morphing into this different person because of the experiences that shape you and so the music that you make in like five years is going to be different than where you are today or where you were five years ago it's always going to be evolving yeah i feel like it's almost like a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back you know i don't have certain records yeah. that i love that remind me of a certain time in my life you know it kind of just it, it's an example of the growth and, and maturity that that i went through personally but i i think it's really important to i, I ask that question to my guests because i i want them to know that it's really good to celebrate your successes along the way especially with what i've learned the last two years is to really appreciate that and i didn't do that prior to this whole pandemic with everything, all the shit that's been through that thrown at us. And, you know, here we are, we're, we're connecting you and me on based on the love we have for what we do. You know, I think that's a big part about it. And I feel like the more successful you get, it's kind of easy to lose track of yourself. It's kind of just important to kind of push everything away, kind of look at it from the outside, take a deep breath and kind of just remind yourself why you do what you do and then go back into it. You, you know, does that make sense? Oh my God. Yeah. Cause sometimes I just like not playing shows anymore and and everything it's just i have to remind myself like while you're like doing dishes or like like doing the laundry over and over again you're like yeah i'm cool i'm cool we're cool you're so cool <laughs> Don't worry. that should be that should those are lyrics <laughs> for the next song just so you know <laughs> that's cool that's cool we're so cool just saying that you should be that should be the next one remind me like when you get to dallas 
I mean, we, we got to grab a beer because uh, that's like, it kind of warrants for all this considering everything that we've been through now, uh, Catherine, thank you so much for just sharing about everything about who you are and Nobro. I can't wait for this release for everyone to hear it. Now, before I let you go, that surprise I talked to you about, right? Yeah. That okay. you're, yeah. That's what you were preparing for. I think that's what was going on. You're like adjusting yourself on in your room. All right. <laughs> I'm going to do something fun here. Uh, I'm going to do this event called the lightning round. Okay. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go down a list. You just have to think quick on your feet. I'm going to ask you one or the other. You just have to choose. All right. Some of them are okay. simple. Some of them are just downright stupid, but that's the best uh-huh. part about it. Okay, man, you're nervous now. Okay. <laughs> we went we've been serious right we've been serious throughout this whole conversation let's let's end on a let's end on a on a wacky note it's gonna be fun here all right okay. you ready mm-hmm. all right here we go <laughs> we're gonna do a test question first what's the capital of canada ottawa yeah that was a test question okay <laughs> all right now we're going red or blue uh red vegan or meat oh uh, i well, it depends on what kind of meat. Does that an answer? Uh, sure. That yeah, that that, <laughs> okay. that, that counts. Okay, <laughs> that's the first time I've had had an answer like that. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. Cats or dogs? Cats. Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Star Wars. Hell yeah! Uh, Mexican food or Indian food? Oh my god, that's so hard. I don't know. Those I are just my, had Indian. Yeah, those are my two favorites. <laughs> I had Indian food the other night. It was so good. I learned that, I've it? actually I've learned that Indian food is actually very popular, especially in Montreal. I, I didn't even know that until my until I visited Toronto. Uh, my cousin was there, and there was like there were Indian restaurants everywhere. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, that was just a whole different tangent I was running off of. But <laughs> would you say would you say Indian food then? <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> all right, so, so all right, so for keeping everyone keeping score at home, I can tell that that's your favorite favorite two types of food. All right, so okay, yeah. we'll keep it at that. Now <laughs> I'm here in Texas, so this is this is always a discussion here. I want to know how you say it. Is it pecan pie or pecan pie? Oh my god, pecan pie! So you say pecan. So I just had an interview with another band, and they said pecan. It's so divided. I can't even begin to express. It's crazy. I say I say pecan, and so many other people say pecan. So yeah, I think that's cool. All right, uh, if the this next one's ridiculous, if the toilet paper roll is really low but not completely out, do you replace it or leave it for someone else? Oh my god, you replace it! You replace it. You do the decent thing. This is I'm, this part I'm, of the social very, contract. I am very guilty of the latter. I'm just going to put that. This out here. is it's a social <laughs> contract. It's a social contract. Make sure you replace it, everyone. I got to replace it. So <laughs> make sure you replace it. All right, country or K-pop? Oh my god, uh, I would go country. All right, Halloween or Christmas? Oh my god, uh, I guess Christmas. I don't okay. know. That, that that's okay i like halloween though okay. <laughs> i feel like okay. halloween i feel like halloween sets you up for christmas that's like the beginning of all of it that's why I like, if, if halloween isn't good then i don't know it's like uh you know that, yeah. again this is from an october baby so <laughs> uh, i'm biased on that la or new york uh you know what if i was younger i would have said 
New York, uh-huh. but now I have a juicer and I make celery juice every day. So I think I'm going to say LA. <laughs> Does that, make that, sense? that that does make sense. Wow. That's, I can't even like, I can't even like, uh, argue with that. That's, that's a great point. Um, but LA is like my second home. I, I just, I would just go back from LA, uh, uh, about a few months ago, but I've been in both, both cities. I, it's hard for me to choose. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> so, all right. Are tomatoes a fruit or a vegetable? They are a fruit. I get vegetable a lot, huh? I think this is the second straight podcast I've done where people said fruit. Hmm. Yeah. I got to rethink my life choices. <laughs> now, uh, would you rather lose all your hair or gain uh-huh. 50% more hair? Uh, you know what? Because <laughs> so my mom, my mom's Indonesian. So she, I have no hair on my body. Like my arms have no hair. So she has no hair on her yeah. body. So I, I think I could do 50% more. Why not? Yeah. I, 50% more hair. Why not? I, I, I would love looking like a freaking werewolf that uh, yeah. sign, me, sign me up for that. Now, who would you pick to play yourself in a movie? Oh. Who would I pick? Timothy Chalamet. He could do me. <laughs> I feel like Timothy. I feel like Timothy Chalamet has that. He has that edge over every other actor where he could literally play any character. I mean, yeah. doesn't doesn't matter the gender. He could play me. He could play both yeah. of us. He could play both of us yeah. in this interview. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, if Voldemort offered to give you a hug, would you accept? Uh, yes. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? I I feel like I have like an unspoken bond with my cat and we don't need words for that. So I'm going to say every language. Yes, I was. okay. so I I see that because I've had that answer before. I talked to my dog, so I guess I could just speak every language in the world. So, all right. This is the last one. And I love this one. There's a time machine in front of you, Catherine. It says Uh the destination is the first concert you've ever attended. Where are oh you? My. And what do you remember the most about that day? You don't want to know that. You don't want to know that. So my mom. <laughs> I love this already. You're going to have to finish this now. You're going to have to finish this now. <laughs> so, okay. I need to add some context. So I grew up in a really small town in Alberta, like a farming community. Yeah. And the wives of such farming community, my mom also included, she loved Ricky Martin, loved Ricky Martin so much, so much, so much so that she and like a couple of her friends bought tickets to Ricky Martin concert in Edmonton, which is like the next nearest city. And we drove and we were like GMC Safari van. And How I, old were you? Time, oh my god, I didn't even know. I had I was like really uh, like a. I was like a hardcore tomboy when I was growing up. Like I had short hair. My teeth are actually all fake in the front here. Uh-huh. They were like all, <laughs> had like big unibrow. And my mom, she's like, I don't know. She's like this big and Indonesian. And we dude, we would have been, dude, we would have been best friends if we went to school together. That's, that's, fu- that's fucking awesome. Sorry, go ahead. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> but she, she was like in love with him. And to this day, she doesn't believe that he is, gay and i'm like no mom she's like no no you know i'm like no anyway so we show up to the ricky martin concert and we're in the we're in like the the nosebleed section and all these women 
you know, they're like in their, their middle ages or whatever. And they're like dancing. And then the security guards would come up and be like, ma'am, you need to sit down. I was like, why? They're, ha- they're having like the most fun. They're probably going to have for the next like 10 years. Just let them dance standing up in their yeah. seat. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Anyways, that's what I remember. And then I remember being like, there has to be more to music than this. Like there has to be more than this. And turns out there is, there is way more <laughs> than just a Ricky Martin concert. I wonder, do you, do you have like pictures from that day? Do you, does your mom have a ticket stub from that day? I don't know how sentimental you are. I am. Cause I, I keep, I keep shit like that. You know, I'm very nostalgic. So I don't know if you keep like stuff like that. It was just like, or was it just like a one-off thing? It's like, man, I don't know. When was the last time you got to talk about their show? Probably never. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been I, <laughs> a while. <laughs> I think that's awesome because it's it really shows like uh I mean a concert like Ricky Martin and how it was kind of just almost like a stepping stone because it it forged you to look ahead, like look behind and say, okay, there's got to be more than this, like you just said. And there definitely is. Like, look at what you're doing. But you know, it's like you know, I just <laughs> I, feel like I, I, I made you like I made you really go back on a time machine, didn't I? Would you take the <laughs> trip though? Would you take the trip? Like, would you go back and like, and like, just like, I don't know. Like, would you change anything about that day? <laughs> Only if I could whisper into my younger self's ear and be like, it's going to be all right. Cause I just remember sitting in the chair and not having a good time. Like hmm. she bangs, she bangs. Oh baby. Yeah, she bangs. I just, I don't know. And I mean, I didn't, I wasn't like a big fan of Ricky. I didn't, you know. I, I mean, Ricky like Martin fan, was but... everywhere. I mean, I mean, my mom. I could, I could ask her like today. Hey, do you remember Ricky Martin? Said, oh, I love Ricky Martin. Is he coming? I'm like, yeah, oh, no, I, yeah. Mean, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. you know, my mom would be I'm like that. Yeah. So it's like they don't really yeah. keep up with him. But it was just like Ricky Martin is that name. It was that household name growing up in the '90s, and I, yeah. <laughs> I actually remember me liking the what song was it? Vivi Love. Living Living Vida, Loca. Vida, Vida Loca. Oh my God. We're talking yeah. about Ricky Martin, Catherine. I wasn't even planning on any of this, but I, yeah, I would listen to that song a lot when I was just like, what, nine? No, yeah. hold on. Yeah, nine or 10. And it was just on my Walkman radio. And I would just go through every radio station. Like, oh, hey, this song's playing. I know this song. So, yeah. <laughs> exposure, to Ricky, exposure to Ricky Martin for being a staple in our life growing up. So, yeah. that's that. <laughs> But that's that's I love that story, Catherine. Thanks for sharing so much about that. Um, I mean, my first concert, I just uh, talked with somebody. My first concert was uh, um, the uh, the guitarist for Pantera because, you know, they're from Texas okay. and Dimebag yeah. Daryl. He was in that show. Switchfoot was there. The used uh, the Donna's Bowling for Soup. And I was it was like a festival I was at. It was my first show. Yeah, that's cool that's hey yours cool. is still cool like a... no it's not cool <laughs> i remember see i remember it was raining that day and we were just and i had lawn tickets lawn tickets were shitty you know back then you know you couldn't see anything and we just it was raining and we were all like kind of sneaking into the you know the the like into the like underneath where the awning was so we could get closer yeah. to the stage and that was right when breaking benjamin came on stage that was when breaking benjamin was like big they're they like coming into the scene and it was just it was crazy. And I remember the next day I'd show up at school and everyone was like, oh, Sonny, how was the concert, man? Like nobody from that, from that, from my school went to our concert except me. So it was really cool to share that stuff. I, I felt good for like one day at my high yeah, school. Yeah, of course, so. of course. <laughs> that was the rest, the, forget about the rest. That was the one day I actually felt okay <laughs> to actually share about my life. But anyway, that's enough about me. But uh, Catherine, man, uh, this has been an honor. Thank you 
so much. Thank I, know, I know we, we, we could talk for like another two hours, but we'll save that for next time. But do you have any like last words, just any shout outs, anything like to plug in or mention as far as no bro and the new album before we finish things off here? I'll give it a listen, you know, please do. Make please give it a listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, it, if you have a, well, you had the three singles. Do you have a new music video that's coming out soon? I don't know what you can and cannot yeah. say. Yeah, there is one. There's going to be one in uh, whenever the EP comes out. Gonna <laughs> We're gonna leave it at that. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot here. Um, I don't even know if it comes. But out I'm I'm the hoping you know the you know obviously with this whole COVID situation, I hope there's a you know when touring plans do open up for you to come to the states, come to Dallas, and I would love to do another interview with with you and the girls. And uh, real quick, uh, a really cool fact about interview on a fire. I got a question. I think a lot of listeners already know about this. Do you like chicken wings? Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So yes. do you know why we call ourselves that? We actually make our hot sauce in house uh, okay. from scratch. Well, what would wow. happen is we do an interview with you uh, uh-huh. or, or, or would listen and uh, Catherine or Sarah, whoever wants to do it. We ask uh-huh. you these questions and we would give you wings every, every time we would go a hot sauce level higher. So the influence uh-huh. came from hot ones. I don't know if you've seen that show. So, uh-huh. so shout yeah. out to hot ones. So we, we kind of did our own thing where we give uh-huh. you, uh, chicken wings and we give you our own hot sauce so now you know why we call ourselves that so <laughs> sorry challenge challenge Ex- accepted all right yeah so let's stay in touch on the socials <laughs> Catherine. uh again this has been great i'll keep you posted once this episode airs i'm sure a lot of your fans would love to hear it um but everyone who's listening this is Catherine mccahi from no bro live your truth shred some nar ep drops february 23rd on Dine Alone Records. Oh, you're there. there you go. <laughs> and, and, and like like she said, you know, do us a favor, uh, buy the album because the bands can't do it without your help. You know, it, it really shows um, a lot of, you know, a lot of love. You, I feel like you guys are finally getting the recognition you deserve. Uh, check us out on interviewonafire.com, everyone. You can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Catherine, you stay safe out there in Montreal. Uh, have a great week, great month, great year. Um, I'll see you hopefully in person down the road. And have a yeah. great release. All right. Uh, let's yeah. stay in touch. I'll see yeah. you next time. All right. Peace. Thank you so much, Sonny. Have a great Thank night you. or day. You too. Yeah, I will. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.